Hi, I'm Jane Stahl, retired high school English teacher and director of community relations at Studio B Fine Art Gallery in Boyertown, Pennsylvania. And this is the Be Inspired podcast. My guest and I hope that in the few minutes you spend with us, you'll be surprised and delighted to meet someone new, become aware of projects going on in your neighborhood, and maybe entertain a new way to look at the world. Look, we all need to keep our spirits up in these challenging times, and I can't think of a better way to lift up our spirits than to meet interesting, passionate folks and learn about what they're doing to make life better for all of us. And so, join me now for the Be Inspired podcast. Hello, my friends. This is the Be Inspired podcast, as you know. And first of all, I'd like to apologize for not uh, recording an episode last week. It's kind of funny, isn't it, that during this whole uh, (laughs) pandemic of uh, things being shut down, I'm having time or I'm having trouble finding time to record a 12 to 15 minute episode. Doing some weeding, doing a lot of reading for pleasure, nothing uh, nothing substantial, uh, just a whole lot of escape novels and uh, watching a lot of escape TV with Paul. So weeding, of course, is always um, something in my list of things to do and purging my closets of materials left over from teaching is still on my list, but I have discovered, as Paul reminded me, that my generic excuse of having no time to clean regularly has never been the real reason. I have lots of time now, but choosing other things to do to make life fun for me. And speaking of fun, that's what today's episode I decided was going to be about. Several weeks ago, um, I have was going through my teaching materials and found some things from long ago that made me laugh, really, and brought me back to other times in my life that were fun. So um, one of the things also, I promised somewhere, probably on a Facebook post, um, that featured dandelions. I promised my listeners to share why dandelions are my signature flower. It goes back to a time I was living in Colorado and driving home from school, I drove around the corner at Stapleton Airport and came across, was facing, as I rounded this corner, was facing a whole field of yellow, and yellow being my favorite color probably. I thought, oh my God, isn't that beautiful? And then as I got closer to this field, I realized that this yellow field was of dandelion. And I thought, oh dear, I'm supposed to hate dandelions because everybody does. They ruin their yard. And so it made me smile and it made me sad at the same time to realize that this beautiful, colorful field of yellow was something that was not to be treasured. Later on in my career, I realized that perhaps dandelions were a <laughs> signature flower in that I um, found myself as a teacher to be much like a dandelion, perhaps not treasured, shall we say. 
And yet dandelions do provide spots of yellow, bursts of sunlight in the middle of a yard, and therefore something to be admired or something to be enjoyed if we open our minds to that possibility. Then, back in the day, I bought a paperwork, paper, paperweight of a dandelion once it was old. You know, those dandelions that you pick and you blow on them and the seeds fly all over the place. Anyway, if you look and this paperwork, paperweight showed me the beauty, the symmetry of this dandelion puff. And I couldn't imagine anything really more beautiful. And it reminded me of myself, maybe, <laughs> as an older teacher trying to share, uh, shall we say, seeds of wisdom with my students that sometimes were not totally appreciated. I found myself as an elder teacher being like a dandelion puff, still trying to share those seeds of wisdom, seeds of experience with students who may not totally appreciate them. So dandelions, I found, um, symbolized a lot of things about myself and about perhaps fellow teachers. And it became, um, I suppose, a symbol of growing older as well. And then also part of my teaching was about the etymology of words. And I always enjoyed learning the history and true meaning of words. And I found when I was teaching junior high a book called Dandelions Don't Bite. And that particular book explored the meaning of certain words that I found amusing and ended up sharing with students throughout my career. Dandel the word dandelion, for example, comes from two Old English, or Old Latin, really, words, denta and lion. Denta meaning tooth of, and of course, lion is a lion. So dandelions with their spiky with their spiky thorns, perhaps, or maybe even the dandelion flower itself looking like teeth of a lion, which I found kind of amusing. In that same book, I found that the word poodle comes from puddle, and I suppose those particular poodle jogs enjoy jumping in puddles. One of my favorites, though, was the word muscle, which apparently comes from an old uh, Latin word meaning mouse. And back in the day, the Roman soldiers would flex their arms and it would look like a mouse running up and down their arms as they flexed and kind of looking like a mouse underneath their skin. At any rate, I enjoyed those histories of certain words and always enjoyed sharing them with my students. And of course, there are many, many more. We explored some of those, I just might add, in a book that Studio B created years ago called Layers of Language. It was the second book in our series of books of poetry and prose. And I shared some of the histories and true meanings of certain words that I enjoyed um, in that particular book, Top Banana being another one. Back in the day, uh, the uh, Rockettes as they concluded a performance, all gathered at one end of the stage and uh, positioned themselves so they looked like a stack of bananas. 
And so top banana became the uh, phrase that was used for the dancer that appeared on top of the bunch. So there we go. And that's my story. But today, I wanted to share, um, first of all, the word silly, and perhaps dedicate this episode to a little bit of fun. I have posted on my Facebook page a video entitled The Knack, which is my uh, my friends and I have enjoyed for many years, and it pokes a little bit of fun at engineers. But the word silly comes from Middle English, silly or silly, and once upon a time, it just meant happy, innocent, also pitiable, feeble, from the old English um, that ultimately silly uh, meant happy. So that's what this episode of Be Inspired is about, having a little bit of silly fun, okay? Um in dedicating this episode to fun, I have a bunch of jokes about engineers. It says, comprehending engineers, take one. So let me read you these funny little stories about engineers, and perhaps you'll enjoy them too. Take one. Two engineering students were walking across campus when one said, where did you get such a great bike? The second engineer replied, well, I was walking along yesterday minding my own business when a beautiful woman rode up on this bike. She threw the bike to the ground, took off all her clothes and said, take what you want. The second engineer nodded approvingly. Good choice. The clothes probably wouldn't have fit. Comprehending engineers take two. To the optimist, the glass is half full. To the pessimist, the glass is half empty. To the engineer, the glass is twice as big as it needs to be. Laughing yet? Comprehending engineers take three. A pastor, a doctor, and an engineer were waiting one morning for a particularly slow group of golfers. The engineer fumed. What's with these guys? We must have been waiting for 15 minutes. The doctor chimed in. I don't know, but I've never seen such ineptitude. The pastor said, hey, here comes the greenskeeper. Let's have a word with him. Hey, George, what's with that group ahead of us? They're rather slow, aren't they? The greenskeeper replied, oh, yes, that's a group of blind firefighters. They lost their sight, saving our clubhouse from a fire last year. So we always let them play for free anytime. The group was silent for a moment. The pastor said, that's so sad. I think I will say a special prayer for them tonight. The doctor said, good idea. And I'm going to contact my ophthalmologist buddy and see if there's anything we can do for them. The engineer said, how come these guys can't play at night? Funny? I think so. Comprehending engineers take four. There was an engineer who had an exceptional gift for fixing all things mechanical. After serving his company loyally for over 30 years, he happily retired. Several years later, the company contacted him regarding a seemingly impossible problem they were having with one of their multi-million dollar machines. They had tried everything 
and everyone else to get the machine to work, but to no avail. In desperation, they called on the retired engineer who had solved so many of their problems in the past. The engineer reluctantly took the challenge. He spent a day studying the huge machine. At the end of the day, he marked a small X in chalk on a particular component of the machine and stated, this is where your problem is. The part was replaced and the machine worked perfectly again. The company received a bill for $50,000 from the engineer for his service. They demanded an itemized accounting of his charges and the engineer responded briefly. One chalk mark, a dollar. Knowing where to put it, $40,999. It was paid in full, and the engineer retired again in peace. Great story, and I think of it every time I'm trying to figure out some kind of problem, and I have no idea where to begin. Knowledge is worth a heck of a lot of money. Comprehending engineers take five. What is the difference between mechanical engineers and civil engineers? Mechanical engineers build weapons. Civil engineers build targets. Maybe not so funny. Comprehending engineers take six. Normal people believe that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Engineers believe that if it ain't broke, it doesn't have enough features yet. Anyway, take seven, comprehended, comprehending engineers. An architect, an artist, and an engineer were discussing whether it was better to spend time with a wife or a mistress. The architect said he enjoyed time with his wife, building a solid foundation for an enduring relationship. The artist said he enjoyed time with his mistress because of the passion and mystery he found there. The engineer said, I like both. Both? Engineer replied, yeah. If you have a wife and a mistress, they will each assume you are spending time with the other woman and you can go to the lab and get some work done. Reminds me of some engineers, I know. Comprehending engineers, take eight. An engineer was crossing a road one day when a frog called out to him and said, if you kiss me, I'll turn into a beautiful princess. He bent over, picked up the frog, and put it in his pocket. The frog spoke up again and said, if you kiss me and turn me back into a beautiful princess, I will stay with you for one week. The engineer took the frog out of his pocket, smiled at it, and returned it to the pocket. The frog then cried out, if you kiss me and turn me back into a princess, I'll stay with you and do anything you want. Again, the engineer took the frog out, smiled at it, and put it back into his pocket. Finally, the frog asked, What's the matter? I've told you I'm a beautiful princess and I'll stay with you for a week and do anything you want. Why won't you kiss me? The engineer said, Look, I'm an engineer. I don't have time for a girlfriend, but a talking frog. Now that's cool. So there you have it, my comprehending engineer's jokes that I found in a pile that I have saved for decades because I enjoyed these <laughs> looks at differences in people. I enjoyed them 
decades ago, and I enjoy these observations still today. Thought I'd share them with you. Okay, there's a few more, not about engineers, but this is the good, the bad, and the ugly. Good, your husband is not talking to you. Bad, he wants a divorce. Ugly, he's a lawyer. Here's another one. Good, your husband understands fashion. Bad, he's a cross-dresser. Ugly, he looks better than you. And last one. Good, you give the birds and the bees talk to your 14-year-old daughter. Bad, she keeps interrupting. Ugly, with corrections. So there you have it. The humor, perhaps, for the day. And I hope that some of it you enjoyed. Once again, visit uh, my Facebook page and I possibly will put it up on Studio B's Facebook page as well. And you will be able to see a very short video entitled The Knack, which I have enjoyed over many years along with some of the friends and relatives and loved ones of assorted engineers I have known and loved. Meanwhile, be inspired today. Be inspired with some laughter. Be inspired with one another and enjoy the beauty that these particular days in slow motion have afforded us. From me to you, have a great day. Bye now. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Be Inspired podcast. If you enjoyed the Be Inspired podcast, please subscribe to be notified of new episodes. This podcast can be found on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Anchor, Spotify, or wherever it is you listen to podcasts. And we welcome you to suggest people projects, and perceptions that inspire you. What the world needs now is inspiration. Contact me, Jane Stahl, at studiobbb.org or stop by Studio B. More information can be found in the episode notes. We are eager to meet you and learn what it is you love. This is the end of today's episode, and I hope you find your way today to be inspired.